Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. So I'm looking up Margot Robbie films, and I have this thought. I know you did. This thought comes, well, she's attractive, but um, this thought comes to me. If if Buster Keaton is the challenger and Charlie Chaplin is the champ, Harold Lloyd has to be the jockstrap. And that jockstrap would, I would assume, belong to Chaplin. So my assumption was Buster Keaton probably couldn't carry Harold Lloyd. Uh, this is Seahawks Show, Dorkman Rising. I'm Lee. That's Todd. Thanks for listening. Anyway, sure you had to drink today. <laughs> well, so no, I, that was, so um, the reason I thought that is there's there's a movie, <laughs> there's a movie called um, Babylon that's coming out. I guess it's coming out this year. It's, I mean, this, the cast, she's Margaret Robbie's in the film, but the cast, it's Brad Pitt, Olivia Wilde, um, Tobey Maguire. She's also like uh, Margot Robbie's in this other film that comes out this year, too, not Barbie. Um, which I, I'm not going to see that, but at least the casting is interesting. Oh, no, I'm going to go see Barbie. You know why? Brian. Yeah, well, I mean, he he looks like Ken, and she looks like Barbie uh, in yeah. the film. He's but cool. um, he's ripped. He, he is. is very, he has a very plastic abdomen. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he has any genitalia, because oh my god, sorry, I shouldn't have said well, that. But I it's June. They, I hope they don't show that. That's all right. Yeah, he looks like me on a Tuesday morning. So uh, this other movie is called Amsterdam um, that she's and and it's uh, Anna Taylor Joy, Margot Robbie, Christian Bell, Robert De Niro, um, Rami Malek, John David Washington. It's just Chris Rock's in it for some reason. Um, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant. It's just like, what the heck? Okay. You had me at Timmy, Timothy Oliphant. You didn't know one up until that point, but hey, I'm there for Tim. I actually do like Timothy Oliphant. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, let me say the word Seahawks again, just so people realize that they are listening to the Rick Direct uh, podcast. But yeah, yeah, we're talking Seahawks. That's really good. We were talking Seahawks. A lot of Seahawks um, will see both of those films. That's June 26th. Uh, whatever day you're listening to this, it's June 26th. Even if you're listening to it in August, it's hot. It's very, very hot. Um, it's probably so hot in August, I'm assuming. So, anywho, the grass is probably melting in August. God, yeah, I actually mowed yesterday. Um, I didn't need to, but I, I was afraid of mowing because we haven't had rain in seventeen days. Not real rain, seventeen days, I think. So I was afraid of lawn? like. Are you talking about something else? Mowing, mowing things besides the lawn. Is that what you said? Yes. Um, there was a lot of stuff that got mowed. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. This is the Seahawks show. Twelfth Man Rising. Yeah, that's a different show. We can't talk about that. But anyway, so you're mowing the lawn. Yeah, the Twelfth Twelfth Man Rising podcast. That's what this is. But we aborted the first part of it, so we're talking about (laughs) something else. 
Why am I laughing? You know why? Because I'm having a delicious dragon's milk white bourbon barrel aged white stout. Is it really dragon's milk? Is it made <laughs> from dragon's milk? Uh, I, you know, I don't really have any way to tell because, I mean, there's a dragon on the can, so I guess. Are there teats on that dragon? Where the milk would have come from? That reminds me. Because they're not mammals, so. Yes. I'm, I'm terrified of what that reminds you of. But yeah, I have no problem. idea. I haven't, I haven't had a lot of sleep, so I'm not sure why that reminded me of this. But on uh, today is uh, whatever day it is you're listening to it. But let's say three days ago, we, um, we finished Obi-Wan, um, ah. which I thought the, eh, and the last episode was better. I mean, it got a little bit better as I want. Anyway, so we, we watched that, and then we watched A New Hope. And then the next night, we watched Empire Strikes Back. And then last night... We watched uh, Return of the Jedi, and for a long time, and I haven't seen any of them in a, in a long time. I mean, I've seen them all a ton, but I haven't seen them in a long time. But I, I for a long time, years and years, I thought, oh, Return of the Jedi, you know, it's it was good, you know, because I was a kid when it came out, and stuff. I was thirteen, I guess, twelve when it came out. But I thought it was really. Good. Then rewatching it last night, I was like, man, there's a bunch of that movie that just sucks. They could have left out all the Muppet sh- sh- mm-hmm. uh, shit. I, I'll say and, it. As I refer to it as Invasion of the Toys. Um, yeah, we actually talked about it in a podcast that happened on a different podcast just a while ago. and The Bill Maher uh, podcast? Yeah, Bill Maher. Bill Maher is a fascinating fellow. Uh, and we were talking about Star Wars and how you and Bill Maher? the franchise is. Yes, he's – God. You, know, you, think he, you think he'd be a Trekkie, but he's totally he's totally up to the Jedi. Although I think he's really a Sith. You know. anyway, we watched uh, some parts of the Return of the Jedi that we've all watched on freeze frame. You know that, what I'm talking about. That Jabba character is so hot. Totally. Uh, and the I, use of the tongue is disgusting, by the way. I'll say that officially. It's just gross. <laughs> it was It's unnecessary, really. It is. It's totally unnecessary. Although, well, never mind. And then the Fraggle Rock characters come in and kill him at the end. It's just really strange. Would have been more fun if it had been Fraggle Rock. Uh, <laughs> With that song playing while they're killing him. <laughs> That'd be so good. I swear we will get to the Seahawks at some point. But so this is Rock Seahawks. Said, I mean, there's some Fraggles. There's some Fraggles on the Seahawks roster. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what? Which? Nah, anyway, we'll get that. <laughs> So, you almost so did perhaps, it. You so almost perhaps, said which ones are Fraggles, didn't you? You almost asked. Well, no, I almost said which ones would be Fraggles, but then I thought, I'm not sure. Tyler Ott. Fraggles. Tyler Ott would totally be a Fraggle. He'd be one guess. of the bigger Fraggles, but. would be one of the bigger Fraggles. It would take like three puppeteers to work him. That sounds I mean, terrible. I don't know. They that had the abominable in, 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 what, Empire Strikes Back, I guess, right? So they yeah. could have had Tyler Ott as a Fraggle. And return of the Jedi. Those are three great movies, and I said they're great, great and a half, because that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the anyway. Obi-Wan. Seahawks? Obi- no, 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 no. We're not talking about this. Is Seahawks show? Seahawks. Obi-Wan. I'm glad Seahawks. I'm glad Seahawks is over. Oh my God, I'm glad Obi Wan is over. The <laughs> best thing about I mean, a lot of people assume thing. it's over for him. Let's just go ahead that and be honest. That seems to be right. Like we'll talk about that when we eventually talk about the Seahawks. But the best thing about the final episode is that it's the final episode and that the damn thing is finally over. This is our final episode. It we should have talked more Seahawks. The final episode of June, anyway. Yeah, you know, Cleaver. spoiler spoiler alert. 
Yep. And I know this is going to shock people, but in the final episode, the final big confrontation between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, Obi-Wan does not kill Darth Vader. I know that shocks people because it's prequel and it's like Darth Vader does go through three more ship movies. But the way it was set up is well, so prequel, sort of. horrible. It's so badly done. It's like we know they're both going to survive the confrontation. Yeah, that's true. But it's so, so poorly done. He just decides to let him live for no damn reason whatsoever. You know, and <laughs> he walks away, says, OK, see you later, Darth. And <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. So so that's the tent that he no longer sees him as Anakin. Right. I get that. That's important. That's but if Darth? he no longer sees him as Anakin, why doesn't he kill him? And why does he call him Darth, not Vader? Exactly. Because Darth is a title. So it's like, oh, see you later, Governor. Like maybe he maybe he should have pulled governor? a Cockney accent. Yeah, see you later, Governor. And just like skipped <laughs> up in the air and you know danced off to it because it is Disney, and had the penguins That's come true. in from Dick Van Dyke. Um, it's just it's so disappointing because everybody was looking forward to it. I know the majority of people are liking this. I I guess they don't understand that it sucks. Because it's really bad. Yeah, decent reviews on Metacritic. I was shocked. Because no. you and I have the same view on Obi-Wan. Yeah. Writing is awful. And I feel so It's horrible. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. It's ridiculous. He still manages to be good in it. And I cannot think of the actress's name. I know her first name is Moses because it's so unusual. She's really good in it. Everybody else is at best mediocre. The little girl playing Leia is so clearly a girl enjoying herself at the school play. It's horrifying. She's <laughs> terrifyingly bad. And she's a little kid, so I'm not knocking her as a person, but as an well, actress. Well, hold on. You can't. She's horrible. Knocking, knocking is probably not. That implies hitting. There are no so. boots. There are no boots. No one's doing that. And the kid playing Luke. I don't know if he's good or not because he virtually has nothing to do except run and then fall. <laughs> She's coming up. Okay, the spoiler: Luke survives too. I know that's a shock to everybody because no one's seen Star Wars that's watching this. Luke survives. The the fifth sister who became the Grand Inquisitor, who then became the outcast again, and why he let I her. That was a third me. sister. Third sister. No, she's the fifth sister and the third brother, and I, the Sith have a problem with math. I'll tell you that That's because true. she was more important than the third brother. I guess maybe the sisters were more important, but where was the? Well, first it's because sister? they have a list. But Sith was actually supposed to be fifth, but they can't ever say fifth. She's the Sith sister. Okay, so clearly this is the Star Wars podcast. But so she's bringing Luke up now. Picture this. Picture this. Obi Wan can sense that. Leia was in trouble. He can sense that Luke was in trouble across God knows how many star systems in the galaxy. He is literally 15 feet away, and he can't tell that Luke is still alive until he turns on his own and breathes. Like, really? Your force powers are selectively bad, dude. So Vader's too. He can't sense that Obi-Wan is right behind him. Exactly. Vader, Vader has such incredible force powers that he can pull a ship that is leaving down, but he can't see that there was another one parked right on the other <laughs> exactly. side of it that escaped. <laughs> and he can't stop it even after he realizes this, and it's still there. That was the thing. It was. It wasn't like it flew badly away. Written. It's so badly written. And you and I write for a 
semi-living. We um, we write garbage for a good site. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Although, honestly, as we talked in Extreme Pre-Pro, hi, Ted, uh, there's a site. I will not name the site. I will not name the writer. But there's a site which has a much bigger name than our site, which is Fansighted, which is a great site, a collection of great writing. Honestly, it really is. Yeah, it is. Most of it's much better than ours. The only reason most of it is much True. better is ours is some of it. So, you know, we pull the average down. But a True. major site, when <laughs> we looked at this article, and aside from the fact that one paragraph was pl- clearly plagiarized because it was good. Yeah, because it, it was cohesive and it made sense, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, how can – this is this is what, in, in air quotes, journalism has come to, where sites that have major names – and again, I'm not going to mention one, but, you know, something that if Life Magazine was still in business, it would be Life.com. It's like, oh, this is really cool. I've known this, you know, I've known this company forever. This is a great source. And then just some random schmo writes an article, which is <laughs> horrifyingly written. A-A-Rod. Yeah, it's – God, it's so bad. And it's, it's – it really – honestly, it scares me that this stuff – is going on because it, it bleeds into areas that are more important than sports. Sports is entertainment. Star Wars is entertainment. It's fun. But there are real things going on in the world which are terrifying. Maybe this is part of the reason why these horrible things are happening because people are depending on sources for information that are just written by schmucks like us who are technically not even as skilled as we are. And that's horrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. So for God's sakes – no matter what you're reading, especially if you're reading something that we wrote, double check it. Look for other sources. Think for your, above all, think for yourself. Does that make sense? Does that make sense that the Seahawks have every reason in the world to cut celery? Or would it be salary that they would be cutting? That was something that I was going to write. I think I still will. Yeah. It's fine. And Grammarly yeah. didn't fix it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but. It's um, very, very scary. You so, know what's scary is yeah. the Seahawks quarterback situation. It, is it really scary, though? It is. It, I, I agree, but I think... It's different. the only segue I could come up with. I could have said, you know what, it's not scary, and that would have been boring. Tyler Ott's not scary at all. Tyler Ott. Is he a new quarterback? Could be. I will. Might as well be. What What can What cannot the man do? That's true. Oh, and like Nick Ballore, maybe he should play quarterback. Just to, just to see. Probably, Nick Ballore probably could play quarterback, for Christ's sake. Yeah, just to see. He does <laughs> does everything else well. Fullback, middle linebacker. He's like, what else do you want me to do? I can punt? Yeah, I can punt that ball 67 yards, man. <laughs> so because we, we are a little bit behind on our month uh, articles this month because it's June, um, and we're, we're writing 18 in the last three days, I can't actually remember when this article is supposed to come out. It might be today. But I actually have – maybe it's tomorrow. Hell, I don't know. But um, I actually have an article predicting when. When the Seahawks will add Baker Mayfield. Did it come out already? To the team. No, it's scheduled. Okay. Um, but but, oh, oh, there it is. It's scheduled for August 48th. <laughs> might as well because that's when I expect him to be traded. So <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it's funny because we just have – and by we, I mean the NFL fans, right? We just have to have stuff to talk about. And, 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 you know, guess at, guess at, um, because yeah. Baker Mayfield has been a Panther at some point this summer. He's been with the Seahawks at some point. I haven't seen him really with any other team other than Carolina and Seattle the last little bit, but we now he's not with the Browns, basically. 
even though he is. Which he, he should be because, uh, but the Browns, you know, kind of put themselves, they, they put baby in the corner and uh, they, kind of, they totally. Jacoby Brissett's going to be the quarterback for the Browns this season because Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended probably for the entire year. And his, uh, his not trial, whatever it is, the review of, of his actions starts Tuesday, I think. Starts Tuesday. I don't know how long it takes. I don't even know how we know that because, you know, the NFL is pretty good about keeping secrets as far as, right. yeah, we'll come out with the punishment when we come out with the punishment. But it looks like on Tuesday, Deshaun Watson's review starts. So this guy shouldn't, first of all, he, sh- he should be in jail. He shouldn't even be playing football, period, ever again. But I'm assuming that he's going to miss this entire season. So even if he does, Baker Mayfield is not going to be the starter. Jacoby Brissett, who you know well from Miami, um, is going to be the starter. So Cleveland, and as we've talked about many, many times, as everybody's talked about many, many times, Cleveland is on the hook for 18 plus million dollars to pay Mayfield guaranteed right. why not trade him for like a six round pick why not say okay we'll pay if you pay two million dollars of his salary and give us a sixth or seventh round pick he's all yours because otherwise right. they're not getting anything and you've read the same sources that I've read which probably were written by the people people like we were just talking about before allegedly they are balking at even paying half of it, which is what you but just want to pay all of way. it. <laughs> I know it's like you want to pay all of it when you release it, or you want to like recoup half of it. It's like they're, but again, we're talking about the Browns who, like you said, put themselves in this situation <laughs> stupidly, incredibly stupidly, because obviously the doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson was like, dude, is this real? And he goes, no. And it's okay, good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I mean, I've settled with 22, no 22 no of the women. Shock. No shock whatsoever that this franchise has been in the garbage heap for, I don't know, how long? Since Decades. Jim Brown was there? Yeah, basically. I mean, my God. Their owner, as we have talked about, talk a lot about the Browns on this show. Uh, <laughs> we do, don't we? It's really funny, actually. Garbage. Well, only since the whole Baker Mayfield campaign came That's out. true. <clears throat> but, you know, the reason I don't want Baker Mayfield on the team is because if he has a good season, then you got to pay the guy if you want to keep him. But if you don't want to keep him, why the hell get him for this season? It doesn't make any sense. All he's doing is making your draft. As a tryout. And just, I mean, I think he needs to be great. If if Seattle gets him and he plays great, then I think you sign him to a long-term extension if he's if he's just good. And we've seen he's gonna be great. Do you really think he's going to be great? That's no, I don't. I don't. And and to me, it's like I, I I want Seattle to get him just to see how the experiment works, because the quarterback situation as it is, is just one big experiment for 2022. Yeah. Right. So why not add bigger main field? You're not going to really lose that much. Um, and, and you're going to have him for a year. And if it doesn't work out, you haven't really lost anything. And they've got the money. They've got the cap space. That's not a problem. You give up somebody who's and I've seen like somebody who I, I respect, actually who talks Seahawks all the time was saying, well, actually it was, um, it was Sean Alexander, right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago right. where he said that, um, you know, maybe what you're giving up for Mayfield, that guy has a higher ceiling. Well, if, if it's a sixth or seventh round draft pick, which I'd be okay with, that's a stretch to think that guy. I mean, how many Chris Carson's are there really? I mean, he right. Carson so may good. never play, but he was great. How many, but how many six or seventh round draft picks actually work out? They, they have better luck with undrafted picks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the they, fact they, they have had, better people who in the draft who they draft or undraft. 
<laughs> People are like, what? That sounds stupid. It was stupid when we read it in an article yesterday that's, that's a nice or two days ago. Nice, very nice shout out. Um, yeah, the fact that the Seahawks had two seventh round picks pan out in that one year, David Moore, who I still like David Moore. Phenomenally weird. I mean, because you look through the look through any team's draft, it's like it's rare that a seventh round pick ever amounts to anything. And the fact that they had two, one was good, one was great, and hopefully yeah. can still be great. But honestly, please just retire and take care of your health and your family, because dude, that's nothing to screw around with. It's not like it's his ankle. You know, right. if it was his ankle and it was so screwed up, it's like, well, okay, it's like, keep on playing, dude. It's like maybe you'll screw it up and you'll have to have surgery and. You know, you won't be able to run marathons after that when you retire, but, you know, you can walk. I was like, it's his neck. Right. That's, that's terrifying. And he wants to continue playing, and I don't blame him. But like, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised the Seahawks release him and then the next day sign Mayfield, because if they release him, then they're trying to create cap space for something, right? And they, they do, don't, they, they, they don't really it, need but, Yeah. Well, but they want to keep Metcalf, so they are going to need. Yeah, but that's all next year. I mean, you're yeah, not going to have anything yeah, yeah, and they do have a lot more cap space next year. But anyway, um, I just don't like the bringing in Mayfield because I don't think he's going to be great. If he could be great, sure. By all means, bring him because you're bringing in – how old is, is Mayfield, 26? Yeah, he's still still young because he came so, into the league young, yeah. Right, right. So. Oh, no, uh, just checked on pro uh, – sorry, just checked on Jersey Sporting News. It looks like he's 75. <laughs> I wonder what the source is for that. Anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, at that point, because if he's great, yes, then you're going to have to give him a huge contract. And, and we're not basing it on not basing it on Wilson. We're basing it on, like, Carson Wentz. You know, people like that, they have huge contracts. Jared Goff. I was like, he's going he's gonna to get money at least that much. He's going to be making, what, $25 million easily. Which isn't too bad for a starting quarterback. I mean, it's too much for Baker Mayfield, but it's not that bad for a starting quarterback. So if he has a great season, then okay. But I don't think he's going to have a great season. And I'm not going to continue to have great seasons, and that's the issue. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he may have a great great season in 2022 because he's playing for his next contract, literally, right? So it's, you know, but it could be that he, he has that great season and, and then has then he goes back to being sometimes good, sometimes terrible and and that's not what you want you don't want to rely on that for the next three or four years i, I don't think they will i mean i i think i think what they'll it's a guaranteed contract that he's under right. so i think what they'll do like i know what i'm talking about i don't really know what i'm talking about but <laughs> i would assume what they would do is bring him in let him play and and the article because you're not going to read it people i know that's fine i mean there's only three of you listening and one of them to me later after the show so I, I think what they're going to do is they're they're probably going to trade for him. It'll be late August between the second and third preseason games. And the reason that is, is because by that time, any hope that Cleveland um, finds a team to trade with, that team pretty much is going to have their quarterback situation figured out. Right. Um, but and we kind of already know what we're going to get with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's not really going to change that much. I mean, Drew might end up being looking a lot better but again when the games really count i'd rather have baker mayfield because he has the experience and he has some successful experience and drew doesn't really and neither does does geno smith but i think that's why they would make that move late it also because there's no fourth preseason game 
um, this year. The preseason ends a little earlier, so it gives Mayfield about three weeks to try to figure out the offense. He's not going to know it fully right away. I, he, may, he doesn't seem like a dumb guy. He seems smart enough, so maybe he does figure it out faster. But I don't, you know, what, what are you really looking for in this offense anyway? Even with Baker Mayfield, you're going to want to run the ball, right? So, it, you know, it's okay if he doesn't know the full extent of the offense for <coughs> two or three weeks. But uh, Todd, Todd can't stand what I just said. I, I apologize. I apologize to Todd and the listeners. But, um, I mean, you can – what's that? Coughing at the worst time. That was great. Oh, I thought you said um, you'll be right back. I was like, where's well, this a live podcast? Live on recording podcast. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, they could have Baker or they could get two potential Hall of Famers and Jimmy G or Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. Really, really. Uh, between Jimmy G and Baker, definitely want Baker. And, uh, you know, as I can't remember which was what show it was. Uh, Jake and Stacy, maybe. Who did Jake and you Stacey. sound softer, by the way. Just just uh... I am softer. Yeah. Jake Heaps, who has now left to be who has left the Jake and Stacy show. And he, Jake Heaps is now up in Denver as not a Broncos employee, which is interesting. He is the personal quarterback's coach. Yeah, which he has been with before, but it was it was an interesting move. Yeah, but I think it was their show. It maybe it might not it might not have been, but they said a lot of the Seahawks fans, 12s fans, 12s fans, fans of 12s. Uh, <laughs> Fan of the number six. <laughs> resistance to bringing in Jimmy G might be colored by the fact that he's played so poorly against the Seahawks, which, you know, he has played terribly against the Seahawks and he has played better against virtually every other team. And and that's true. But he's still he's still not the answer because, I mean, if he was the answer, why would they have given up on him? And it's kind of the same thing, kind of the same thing with Baker Mayfield. But here's the difference. As much as I hate to admit it, the Niners are a good organization. They know what they're doing. The Browns are not because if the Browns knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have gotten to Sean Watson. Right. Yeah. Notice that the Niners didn't do that. You know, they drafted a guy who they think could be better. And we still don't know. Honestly, we still don't know if they really think Lance is better. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out this season, right? Uh, that's a world of difference from bringing in a guy who obviously has trouble off the field and replacing a quarterback that... Deshaun Watson we're talking about, not Baker or Jimmy G. Those yeah, guys don't not, seem to be in issues off the field. No, not at all. Uh, you know, and, and to be fair to, to, to Mayfield, yeah, he has been inconsistent, let's say, in his performance. But as you pointed out before, a lot of that is because of injuries. Like he was playing last season with injuries, and he probably shouldn't have been. And I think 12s are familiar with a quarterback who comes in and plays when they shouldn't have been after they've recovered from an injury. Uh, Russ wasn't exactly dangerous in those first few, few games back, was he? No, he was. He was awful. They would have been better with Gino. They would have been or better as with good, Gino. literally as good with Gino. They would have been better with Gino those first few games. Clearly, I mean, we've talked about it before. Gino was better against the Rams in the first game than Russ was. And that's the thing. This team it's was because Russ that... was playing with like Jamal Adams's hands, the way they are right now. <laughs> this, this, this team was not going very far as it was. They might have made it to the playoffs if Russ had stayed healthy. But but does anybody think that they were going to win the Super Bowl last year based on how they played in the first few games? 
I mean, the defense was terrible in the initially and got better and better as they got along, but Russ got worse. Yeah. You know. Just like the year before. And yeah, the year just, before that. Just I feel like I'm Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen. Um, I am. I would much rather them see what what Locke can do. We know what Geno Smith can do. And I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but no. he's not a great quarterback. But we have seen you can actually win the Super Bowl with a decent quarterback. There's lots of teams who have done that. He's a decent quarterback. Drew Locke. Russell could, Wilson was not a great quarterback when they won the Super Bowl. He was a he was a good quarterback, true. but he was not a great quarterback. Very true. Drew Locke potentially could be a really good. I don't think he has the potential to be a great quarterback, but he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. I would much rather find that out this season. And you're not going to find that out if he's sitting on the bench watching Baker Mayfield play. That's why I don't want Mayfield or anybody else to come in, even Fitzmagic to come out of retirement and come play. <laughs> Would be actually pretty funny, but I want to. It's going to happen at some point this year. That's it's going to like week nine. It's like we need a quarterback. Probably will. Probably will. But we know Geno Smith is not the long-term answer. And nothing against Geno Smith. I think he's a cool dude. By all by all accounts, excellent teammate. He's not a great quarterback. You know, this is the league that you want a great quarterback, obviously. You want a great player at every position, but especially in the pass-happy NFL, you really want a great quarterback if you can get one. Locke can be a really good quarterback. I think he has the potential to be much better than Geno. This is the year to find that out, because if he is, you have two first-round picks, and you can continue building the team around your really good quarterback. And if he isn't, you have two first-round picks to go get a really good or potentially great quarterback, and this is a great quarterback class. I would much rather see them see what the guy can do, and if he can do it, awesome, you're set. And if he can't, you're you're right back in in the pattern where you were a decade ago when you pulled out this short little third round pick who transferred in the last year of his college career. Is like, yeah, that has NFL Hall of Famer all over, right? <laughs> like, totally worked, obviously. Yep. Not knocking Russ, Russ Wilson at all. The guy is clearly a Hall of Fame quarterback. He turned out to be, but he, he started off as just what Pete Carroll wants right now, right? He won, he won exactly. a point guard quarterback, and that's exactly what Russell was coming out of college. Exactly. But, you know, the league has changed to some extent. And despite the criticism of that, that Pete Carroll comes under, it's like, oh, he's run happy. He's like, he clearly isn't. And it works. When the team can run the ball, it works. How, how did the Seahawks look in their last few games when Rashad Penny looked like Jim Brown? Yeah, they uh, finished they four and two on the season and beat some decent teams. Exactly. So, you know, I, I don't get the, well, I get the criticism of it because people, again, don't think. But <laughs> when you've got Rashad Penny, when you've got Ken Walker, maybe Chris Carson, although, again, he's like, do what's right for you, dude. Um this could be a really, really great offense. And I know it sounds crazy because we don't know what's going on with the quarterback, but I mean, look at the skill positions. Mm-hmm. Tell me another yeah, team that has two wideouts. And Noah Fant. Yeah, two wideouts like, and Noah Fant. It's like, dude, this could be a really, really good team. Uh, so, and I know it sounds crazy again, like a 7-10 and 10 team and you lost two Hall of Famers and they could be better. It's like, they could actually be much better. I'm not saying they're going to go 
12 and 5, but 10 and 7? Yeah, that's and, quite and that's quite and a wonder, bit better than 7 and 10. One reason they could be better is that the defense is going to be better, should be better. Should has be to much be better. better. So well, if, if. Not and, just personnel, but by coordinator change alone, exactly. if they had changed any of the personnel, that's maybe two games. Just yeah. there. Just there. Yep, because Pete, what Pete hopes happens this year, I'm assuming, and and the biggest question mark of the quarterbacks and whoever the quarterback is. And by the way, if you if they do end up getting Baker Mayfield and and you uh, took a really long nap from just before week one of 2021 and then woke up just before week uh, one of 2022 and you realize that the Seahawks quarterback is Baker Mayfield and, and Russell Wilson is in Denver, then good luck to you. But um. <laughs> But, you know, the the biggest question of any quarterback in the way Pete Carroll wants to play is he wants to play close to the best games where his defense is dominant. And then whoever the quarterback is has enough magic to win in the fourth quarter close games. And and Russell did that for a long time. And then he stopped being able to do that for whatever reason the last couple of years. He he was still good, but it, the last two years were he he wasn't able to do that um, for whatever reason. Well, one thing is he missed receivers and he seems to be he seems to have lost a step as far as being able to scramble. Or maybe they just ask him to do that less. But for whatever reason, he wasn't the same quarterback in the fourth quarter that he had been previously in his career. So whoever the quarterback is for Seattle this year, whether it's Drew Locke, Geno Smith, one of 3000 free agents out there, that's their job. Their job is to not turn the ball over and win the game, help win the game in the fourth quarter. And if they can do that, then Seattle's going to be a lot better than people expect. And that's the way the team's set up, and that's the way Pete Carroll wants it. And there's nothing wrong with it because it's worked for, I don't, I mean, it was a little different at USC, but it was still the same concept. He just dominated other teams. But really for the last, oh my gosh, 20 years, for most of that, it's worked for Pete Carroll. So right. hate on the guy all you want to, but he's the best, most successful coach in Seahawks history. He's the best coach they've ever had. And it's, that was before Russell Wilson. They made the playoffs before Russell got there. And before Russell was Russell. Be, from Before Russell turned into the second half of 2015 is when Russell became Russell, right? Before that, they went to back-to-back Super Bowls. That's on Pete. That's not Russell. Right. And, and that's it, which touches on another thing for sure. Is like people always want, as like, oh, it's like Pete Carroll has to go. It's like before you get rid of somebody, you better know who the replacement is, and you better know or you better Ray Rhodes. reason. <laughs> you have a really good reason to think that they're going to be better. Like just talked about the defensive coordinator. There's every reason to think Clint Hurd's going to be better, especially with the staff he brought in. Every reason to think that. Although, would it really take that much to be better <laughs> than Ken Norton's take on defense? No. But it's going to take a really, really good coach to be better than what Pete Carroll's been. Like, yeah. And, I'm not saying and he 12. has to prove it over 10 years, too. Richard Sherman said the 12s are spoiled. It's like not all 12s are spoiled, but some are. The ones that are calling out for Carroll to be replaced is like, who's who's going to replace him? Who's been better? Who are you going to get to take his place? And a lot of times, oh, Sean Payton. Or, you know, it's like, okay, why would that person leave the team that they're successful with to come here? Or since they've just left the team, like Sean Payton. Or to take a breather, why would they jump right back into the pressure cooker? They're not going to do that. And personally, I don't know that he would be better. And that was just a name that popped in my head. But you know, Another one that popped in my head, Urban Meyer. <laughs> well, 
well if you want to kick a player while he's down. Uh, you <laughs> Literally. Know, Tyler Ott would not put up with that, let me tell you that. Neither would neither. Neither or neither. Anyway, Nick Ballora wouldn't put up with it either. Um, just to mention a couple of our stalwarts. Can you imagine Urban Meyer kicking Richard Sherman? <laughs> yeah, actually, I can, because, boy, I would love to see the next action. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. There's going to be some fines, but there's going to be a lot of satisfaction. And one person won't ever do that again, would he? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I really would. You know what? I really wish that in, in Richard Sherman is... Well, we wouldn't have Urban Meyer to kick around anymore, would we? I'm really looking forward to, since you mentioned Richard, I'm really looking forward to because he's they announced he's got the gig on Amazon's Thursday Night Football. I am so mm-hmm. games. Usually they're kind of crappy games because the players don't really want to be there because you know. But mm, the commentary is going to be so good. I have no idea what the rest of the team is. I don't care. I, I, I listen to his podcast and it's actually really good. I like listening to his podcast and he, he yeah, yeah. brings up good points and he is, there are times he's not like I'm the greatest quarterback in the uh, history of the game all the time. Rarely actually. In fact, there's a lot of times where he, he has some, some really interesting stories and some stories that come from a, an origin of humbleness as well. Um, so it's definitely worth listening to He's a bright guy. He's an articulate guy. He says, you don't have to wonder, what does Richard Sherman really think? It's like, you know what he thinks, because he does, (laughs) which is great for commentary in football. Like, I don't care if it's the Jaguars against the Browns, because the Browns would be hideous this year, and and whatever. I don't care if he's covering a USFL game. I would, honestly, I would tune into a USFL game as he was doing the commentary. I'm really looking forward to it that would be really really cool because man would he savage that league oh my god <laughs> you would only do one game it's like uh dude we, we can't have you knock on the product it's like yeah, all of us we see it so that'll be very very cool yeah for sure but um that's actually our our show not the last show ever um sorry about that for those listening hey you don't have to listen but we appreciate that you do but uh anyway you got any final thoughts Final thoughts on movies, final thoughts on Obi-Wan, final thoughts on Tyler Ott. I decided that you do have to listen because the punishment has only begun. So you do have to listen to <laughs> every single That's right. That's right. <coughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. That's our story. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice, but. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.